This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Morning Breath. Beautiful Thursday, December 19th, six days till Christmas, people. We're in an awesome time of the year. We want to wish you a Merry Christmas. God bless you guys. Thanks for joining us. We are a drive time devotion. Sure, jumpstart your day. How that happens is we read, personally, I read and my co-host reads a chapter of the Bible, spend some time with the Lord and looking over the Word, and then we come down here to the studio at the Merritt Island Campus East Coast Christian Center, read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. We're in the book of James right now. We're going to be doing chapter four. My co-host is Pastor David Gammon. How you doing, bro? I'm doing great, Pastor Dan. How you doing? Awesome. We are in the the pastoral staff fantasy football finals, and David is my mortal enemy this weekend. Or actually, it starts tonight. Is there it, football tonight? It does. It does. And uh, other than that, we we love each other deeply. But absolutely on that fantasy football thing, it's we're both want to come out winning. I know. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I'm pretty nervous though. Oh, me too. I'm I just pretty like, nervous. I think our scores are about two points different uh, in uh, what the projected score might be on our team. Now I know a lot of you might not not be football fans, but <laughs> yeah. but track with me on this, Pastor Dan. I have a like a silly superstition okay. that when oh, it comes okay. to games like these, okay. I literally won't watch any of the games. Okay. I throw yeah. my phone away. Got I stay away from the app. Because I feel somehow, I, I mean, maybe God blesses me for not. Oh, I, no, I don't know. That's stupid. Okay. Obviously, I don't think God blesses me. Because that doesn't. I mean, I, I, this is only my second time I've ever played <laughs> fantasy football. And I'm like, I look and I'm like, oh, no, they're not getting any points. What am I doing? I know. Yeah. It's, it's like and eight it's hours not, it's not torture. Fun. It's no, not fun. It's that torture. part's not fun. Anyway, tell them about how to get involved in Morning Breath because they don't care about our fantasy football team. Well, I tell you what, <laughs> jump on in, guys, because what is great is uh, using Morning Breath for a personal devotion time and getting yeah. into the Word, maybe even a small Bible study time. And how you can find out what we're doing and where we're going is you go to our website, that's eccc.us, and on the front landing page, you'll see a Morning Breath icon. You can click on that. It'll walk you through everything you need there. Another great way is call the church. We'll be able to email you out uh, uh, a copy of of what we're doing, and that's 321-452-1060. But the best way to get anything East Coast, that is messages from the weekend, that's small groups we've got going on, that's morning breath, that's generational ministries, please download our app. Go to your app store and get our app. You'll be able to get all the resources that we're trying to push out from the kingdom of God to the people of God. And, man, it's really is powerful. Just go to where you get your mobile apps and put an East Coast app. You'll see a little blue icon with a white cross, white silver cross. Download that, and you should be good to go. Absolutely. We'd love to have you there. Now, Christmas right around the corner. We have Christmas Eve services, a whole bunch of them, 14 of them around the county. Please contact uh, the church about that, or you can go on the app. You can go on our website, any of those ways to get tickets. The reason we do tickets is we don't want you to come and not have a seat available for you. We've had, uh, back in the day, we had 800 people try to come into a 600-seat auditorium. And then on Christmas Eve, you got to tell people there's no room for you. That's no fun. So mm-hmm. we just uh, give a free ticket. There's no charge for it. And one ticket represents one seat. So if you have five people come and get five tickets, and we'll set you up. And don't forget, we just have child care for people under three, three mm-hmm. and under. So uh, it's a family service. It'll be about an hour long. It'll be awesome. Uh, we did some practice this week and, uh, you know, just getting everything in order and 
the big deal, all the people that are working so hard to make it a wonderful, beautiful time with the Lord. Come on. So let's do that. Hey, Nick, how you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. I love that pink tutu. There it is again. Yeah, man. <laughs> I haven't heard that one in a while. Those though. pink, those pink <laughs> earphones go good with it. That's yeah. That's like the fluff. I love it. If, if people remember though that you said that it was actually blue, I was, but, but you now, put those pink covers uh, over you. Yep. Oh, okay. Don't We're try to, to don't try to throw me off. Oh, Wait, what does okay. that say? It says Hello Kitty. Yep. yep. That's right. Hello Dang, Kitty. I really <laughs> wish you guys couldn't read. Yeah. <laughs> wish we couldn't either. All that's not true, but <laughs> no. all that's not true. He doesn't wish we can't read, and he really isn't wearing a pink tutu. But anyway. Anyway, Nick's one of them cool dudes. So anyway, we're glad yeah. to have Nick here working with us cool and helping with the K. us. Cool with the K. <laughs> I like it. Anyway, let's get into it. Uh, we do have New Year's coming. And I would just yes. encourage you if you're looking for a, you know, the holidays are busy and there's a lot going on. If you're looking for a way to press in and be part of, you know, just moving forward in, in, in the new year, 2020, we got a great devotion coming out, great time of seeking God, 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's just a really good time to get started on your year. So it's out there and uh, got it available too. We'll be passing out our our uh, you know, our devotions here real soon. So they're coming in any day. Absolutely. Okay, God bless you guys. Let's read it. Chapter four. I'm gonna read New King James. What are you gonna read? Uh NIV. NIV. Um let me see. Actually, I'm going to switch over to New King James. Either way, you can do any, anything you want. This way it flows. Um, I'm going to read through verse 9. And that's really not the best place for a break, but it's the closest I can do to kind of splitting it up. Cool. And then you can read uh, the rest from there. Perfect. So, uh, I'm going to read uh, starting when you get me started. All right, Pastor Dan. Then I say to you, read, sir. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament, mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Do not speak evil of one another, brethren. He who speaks evil of a brother and judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who are you to judge another? Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is, a, it is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Amen. Amen. 
Well, you know, interesting part of this stood out to me today, and I just, I'll just throw that out. Um, verse 5, this is kind of the part that, you know, we read these chapters, and of course we, we know we're going to be on the radio and say stuff about it, but I always try to read these chapters, and not always successful, of course, but I always try to read them to say, Lord, what do you want to say to me? You know, what's going on with me and what you want to, you know, get across to my heart? And verse 5 was kind of the one that lit up to me, and it says, Or do you think that the Scripture says in vain, the Spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? And that picture of, uh, you know, God's hunger or God's love or God's desire, um, however you might say that, to, to be with us, is, in, is, it, was, is just humbling this morning to think that, God has this uh, desire to to be with us that's deep. And, uh, you know, you think maybe back when you were dating or someone you liked or some sort of connection you had with someone and, and then someone else showed them great attention. And then not only did that happen, but then they were moving towards that attention and, and away from you and the feelings that that, that gives us. I know those are very human and, and fall, fall far short of, of a pure and holy God and how he responds to us. But yet there's this picture here of trying to paint for our human minds and our human emotion that the Spirit of God desires deeply to be with us in the sense of be present, not just God will never leave you nor forsake you. So he's in there, got it. He's always going to be in there for you and all that. But but that connection that it would be deep and fresh and vibrant and living, and that really spoke to me this morning, just encouraged me to to press in maybe a little bit more and be a little less distracted, you know, this time of year it's kind of tough that way, and all those things. So that that spoke to me this morning, Dave. That was kind of just That's to good. me kind of verse in there. I hope it speaks to somebody out there as well. It does. It does. When I was reading this, I, I feel like I can tell you James's favorite book in the Bible. I feel like James <laughs> I feel like James really likes the book of Proverbs because that's how he writes. I love how he does not He does. He he's yeah. like boom point boom points very dropping points out but somehow by the end of the whole chapter they kind of all have blended together yeah. where it comes out it's like cuz when he opens up with like hey Fights and quarrels come amongst you guys. He's not talking to like humanity. He's not like it's not a, a, a for all of humanity. He's he's talking to the church. Yep. He's talking to the church, and I, I could be wrong, but I do believe that this guy was helping oversee and pastor the biggest church in his time in Jerusalem. Yep. So he's talking to the heartbeat of Christianity at the time. And he's saying, hey, listen, we're fighting with each other because every single one of us have different desires that we want, and we're allowing that to get in. And some people might be like, well, you know, sin versus holiness. And he kind of actually unpacks a little bit more here that really, like, stretched me when I started, like, letting that word kind of, like, create in me a clean heart. That word, like how Pastor Ann said, man, speak to me, God, where, you know, when— I find when I get frustrated with people or I get annoyed with people, it's not always something like stupid that they're doing. It might be that the fact that I'm not getting what I want in the moment. Right. And it causes it causes emotions to come out of me that are frustrating. It's like, oh, here's Chris again asking about the worship department, or here's so and so. And I'm obviously making that up. Sure. But like 
And then all of a sudden inside of you, and you might have coworkers that are like that. And the, the Bible is saying, hey, here, listen, don't forget, you're going to get frustrated when you don't get what you want. And, and and it's not something that you can blame on your mom or your dad or, you know, some college professor. I'm looking at my yeah. kids right now at seven years old and younger, and one of the most important lessons we're trying to teach them is to celebrate when someone else is getting blessed. Yeah. And it is a struggle. Yeah, it is. And when you look at this, uh, what he's talking about here is he talks about there's this outward war, but doesn't it come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? Mm-hmm. So in other words, what he's saying is the war outside in your life is really tied to the war inside your life. It's your own personal desires. And like kids and, you know, kids are a great example of how the rest of us adults act. But, you know, when kids are like, I want the prize or I want, you know, the gift or I want the, you know, recognition or I want the this or I want the that. That's what's going on. What makes it hard for them to celebrate somebody else's stuff. And that directly translates to our lives as well. Wrong desires lead to wrong actions. And those, you know, when you got wrong desires or if you got selfish desires or self-centered desires, it's very dangerous. In fact, this goes back, I think, to verse 16 of chapter 3 where he says where envy and self-seeking exist. Mm, Confusion and every evil Evil thing thing are there. And then he talks about wisdom. Then he says, where do wars and fights come from among you? It comes from you, uh, from your inside desires, what's going on on the inside. And the church, amazingly enough, there's been a lot of, there have been a lot of wars in the church. And I, I, I mean, if we just look biblical wars, you know, back in Genesis, one of the first problems in the church was a fight between Lot and Abraham. And there wasn't room for their shepherds, mm-hmm. and they were fighting over water. And so Abraham had to move to a different area. And gave, Cain and Abel. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's go back further. Mm-hmm. Cain and Abel. You've got battle after battle. I mean, Absalom betrayed his own father. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got situations where the Galatians, it talks about they were biting and devouring one another. Uh, it talks about Philippi, at, which is a really one of the best church letters ever. They're really held in high esteem until they get to the two women fighting at the end. And it says, you know, yes. restore was a, a Lodi and Sinethek <laughs> or somebody. I don't know these biblical names that well, but they're fighting there. And, you know, and today, what do we have? Well, we have churches fighting against other churches, you know, who's doctrinally correct, who's, who's got the, you know, the, the most biblical form of worship, you know, do you use instruments or don't use instruments, you know, are you the, is your service, you know, 30 minutes or four hours, you know, <laughs> all the different things that are going on that way. I mean, we even still have class wars in the church yep. where you get a church that maybe is a really kind of, you know, financially high-end you know, people go to the church. Are they really open to financially low end mm-hmm. people sitting next to them in a seat or or you have people fighting over position in the church today? You know, uh, they wanted this guy to be the pastor. They wanted this girl to be in charge of Sunday school or they, you know, all that's going on. And so this is not something that's, you know, <laughs> that you think about for the point of all oh, this happens over there. James is dealing with something in the church in the very beginning in Jerusalem that we're still dealing with in the church today. And all this, I thought, stands just opposed to uh, like Psalms 133.1. Oh, how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in oh, unity. 
And so you look at that and think, wow. And I think by the grace of God, we have a great track record as a church uh, against and that strife is a dangerous thing. And when you come back to verse 16 of chapter 3, it says where there's envy and self-seeking or the, the old King James says envy and strife. It says confusion and every evil thing are there. Every evil thing. You know, I don't know about you, but we look across the globe and we think, man, there's some evil things out there. Well, when you're in strife, you're opening the door for any of that to come in. Come into your own life, come into your own family, come into your church. Uh, It's something that you should really take note of, that strife is super dangerous, super destructive, and maybe the enemy's number one tool for giving an open door to people's lives in the church for Mm -hmm. bad stuff to get in. So strife is a strife is a real, real bad thing. Move away from it. Amen. And it's like I'll tell we had I deal a lot with the young adults, and I'll tell them. And we have a leadership program called the Apprenticeship, and and uh, it's it's really awesome. I get to to spend time with twenty year olds and teach leadership classes. One thing I like to to tell them is, you can really defeat the kingdom of hell with a cup of coffee, and it's simply yeah. done by this. When you got strife and conflict with somebody, step one, calm down. All right, calm down. You're going to get fired up. Let that go by and go have just an open, honest conversation because my Bible reads this, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. When we're all fired up about us being right and them being wrong and us having to prove it and us needing to stand our ground and win this battle, that that we get delusional to this point in the scripture of James because we think it reads, God resists the wrong and gives grace to the right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say that. No. You know, it says, I, so I, I want to be walking in step with God. So that means I got to be humble. So that means I might need to pour two cups of coffee, walk over to somebody's office and say, hey, listen, uh, I think we're not really on the same page on something. Can we talk about it for a second? And he goes, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will oh. flee. And if you say, hey, God, you walk before you walk into their office, before you walk into their presence, you're like, Lord, I'm going to let you just run this conversation, and I'm just going to do 90% listening. And and I want to hear why that person's so passionate on, on their stance. And maybe we can, because that's also biblical. It says, if you've got a grievance with a brother, Go to the brother. It's uh, in in our modern terms. It says, "Get a cup of coffee and talk to your brother. Talk to your sister. Be mature adults, spirit led people, and work the situation out because the devil is working something, and 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 he's conniving, and he's a liar, and he wants to get us fighting each other and not him. So, man, it's it's crazy to think that you can restore your marriage with a whole lot of faith and a nice cup of coffee." Uh, that's a good point. I think that, you know, bridging that gap, 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 gap and getting together is important. Mm-hmm. The other side of it is, you know, there are times when uh, the Bible says divisions must come, that those who are approved can be recognized. For example, uh, Saul and or Paul and Barnabas, when they could not get an agreement on Mark and what he was supposed to do at that moment. Because Paul even comes back later and calls for Mark and invites him into ministry with him again and says he's valuable to Paul. So at this certain season, Paul and Barnabas disagreed on what should happen with with John uh, John Mark, a young believer, the gospel of Mark, maybe the guy who ran away naked, you know, when Jesus was arrested. He was just this guy, and he, he didn't finish the work when they went on their first missionary journey. He went home early. And Paul said, he's not going on the second journey. 
And Barbara says, oh yeah, he needs to. And they didn't agree. You know what they did? They didn't, you never hear them, you know, Paul writing later about what a ding-dong Barnabas is. Right. Or, you know, they, they don't hold each other in strife. They just say, okay, we've got to go a different direction. And going a different direction in peace is all right. And then God brought it back around. We don't know what happened to Barnabas, and we don't know, you know, the end of that. But what we do know is Paul, God brought it back around with Paul and Mark. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You don't fuss. You don't fight. What you do is say, okay, if we can't walk together in this in agreement, how can two walk together unless they agree? We need to go a different direction for right now. And you know what really happened there? God expanded the kingdom. They had two groups of people going out on missionary journeys, Mm -hmm. two groups of people going out uh, doing things for God instead of one. And so a lot of times division is looked at, oh, that's the devil, that's the devil, that's the devil. Not always. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, there's just a difference of call, a difference of direction, a difference of anointing and, and season in people's lives. And so when those seasons come, don't get in strife. Don't speak evil. One, Don't fuss and fight. Go do what God's called you to do and honor them as they go do what God's called them to do. And then, you know, that, I think, is a lesson that we need to learn in the church. And for someone to say for a minute that, you mean that division could actually be of God? Absolutely. Divisions must come that those who are approved can be recognized. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when division comes and it's handled biblically, not division in the sense of strife and fighting, but division in the sense of, I feel called to this, I'm going to go in that direction. Well, I feel called to that, I'm going to go in that direction. Both go, both bless each other, both love each other and both believe for the best for each other, I think you can have division in that. that. And you know, it says that those who are approved can be recognized. It's not recognized by who is right, but who handles it the most godly. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's an important point. I love that. Like, And, and you really proved that 20 years ago, because 20 <laughs> years ago, nobody knew of something called the young adult ministry. Nobody was talking about that. Everything was the Sunday morning service or you had a youth group. That's what church yeah. was here in America. But Pastor Dan, you know, fired the flag up and said, no, we're going to do a church a, a church service for people in their 20s. And Pastor Matt led it and started it. But you could easily have said, oh, he's dividing the youth ministry or he's dividing the youth in the church. And he wasn't. He was birthing something new that would bring two powerful elements to getting the word of God to two groups of people, man. And that's just super encouraging. That's just super inspiring. I love too, like when it says here, he goes, do not speak evil of one another, brethren. He who speaks evil another of a brother and judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. And I love the, how he brings that out because, you know, we, we talked about like the, the divisions in the church and different stuff and how we approach people. Often I find that people can um, mistakenly, uh, and ignorantly use scripture as a weapon to, to correct their brother for something that they've seen wrong or something that they don't like. And I'm not saying not to use scripture as reproach. I'm saying is check your heartbeat on what you're approaching that brother or what you're doing it for. If you're just judging them and you're passing judgment, if you've never had that cup of coffee with them or talk to them on any level, or if you're just uh, staring through your social media and thinking, you know, somebody else's life, because what really stands out to me is um, Jesus 
when he would talk about the scriptures and he would talk about um, and he would go into the Bible, he would do it to show who he was. Mm. He would present himself to people in the scriptures. And then he would later on to be like, hey, listen, you're going to abide in me and I'm going to abide in you. All right. When we go to people and we need to lead people somewhere, we don't need to punch them in the face with a Bible verse. We need to show them Jesus in the scriptures and all of us be inspired to go in that direction and be more Christ-like in what we're doing. That is what we get our heart. That's where we see people really taking their next steps and their walk uh, with Christ. Um, that That is just something that really kind of was standing out to me whenever. Well, I, I think another way to say that, Pastor David might be to, you know, when when you're dealing with things in life, be the word. Yeah. Don't don't spit the word out. Yeah. Do we need to take a break? Oh well, let's take one. We'll be back in a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. East Coast Christian Center would like to invite you to join us on a 10-day Israel Bible study tour led by co-pastors Dan and Matt Staubaum. The trip will take place March 9th through the 18th, 2020. The total cost is $3,995. For more info or to register, sign up at eccc.us slash Israel trip. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131, and our website is eccuequipped.com. For over 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Everybody, welcome back. You know, Pastor David said at one point in our program that uh, James Wright's kind of like one of the proverbial writers, the guys that wrote Proverbs, because there's point, counterpoint, point, counterpoint, and that going through. And 
You know, James is pretty rough. I mean, he actually calls us adulterers and adulteresses, you know, because, again, he's talking to the church. But I love verse 6 because this is what he says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. And, you know, that's what that's what God's all about. And, you know, none of us uh, are going to make it in by our own merit or our own uh, good works or our own ability even to follow the word because we all fall short of the glory of God. And, and, and the great thing is God, God gave grace. And grace is God's unmerited favor. You know, we're going to actually, our Christmas Eve uh, services are really kind of wrapping around that thought of, of grace and that grace is an ornament. And Scripture actually calls grace an ornament that he hangs around our lives to beautify our lives. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I was a pretty scraggly Charlie Brown Christmas tree Amen. until Jesus anointed me yep. and, or put his grace in my life and put those ornaments on, on me. So God's got grace for you. I don't know what's going on in your life, but he's got grace for you today. God bless you guys. Have a great day. See you, Pastor David. See you guys. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.